Hey podcasters, this is Bruce coming to you. I want to tell you about a free app that I have found. This app is called Anchor. It is great for podcasting and it is absolutely free. My favorite price. You can download it at anchor.fm or it is also available in your app store, either Apple or Google Play. So check it out and let's all have fun podcasting. Hello, this is Bruce and I'm coming to you to share poems that God has given to me over the years. And this is one very recent one I, that the Lord gave me. And this is from the Lord, not from me. This is what God gave me this poem, gave me all the directions and everything to do in it. The scriptures to be used. So I'm putting this all on the Lord. But this is for God's kids. This is for us. This message is to, as a warning because of God's love for us. It is so wonderful. But God's judgment is on us too when we allow ourselves to do things that are not right. God forgives us when we ask him to, but we have to ask him. And also, he doesn't take away the, the consequences of our sin. And if we don't get out of it, we're just going to go deeper and deeper into it. And then it's going to take over our lives. Anything that we hold back, anything that we say, okay, God, you can have 95% of my life, but 5% I'm keeping for myself. That 5%, actually the 5% is there is that person's God, but then also that 5% will turn to 10%, and then 20, and then 50, and then 75, and then it's all-consuming. God's not even in the equation at all. When a person is in that position, they're in a position to lose their chance to go in the rapture. Because God said that if we're lukewarm, he's going to spew us out of our mouth, out of his mouth. But God loves us, and that's why he gives us warnings to show us what we need to do. So please pay strict attention to not just this poem, but also the scriptures that goes along with it. The name of this poem is Whiskey, Beer, and Wine. I served the Lord, and every day was fine. Souls came to God, but whiskey, beer, then whiskey, beer, and wine. Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. They that whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. When it's saying not wise, it's saying that that person is not using wisdom. It's saying that person is a fool. And if you're in that situation, and you're saying, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with drinking wine or beer or whiskey or whatever it is but there is 
because that wine, that whiskey, that whiskey, that beer is a god. It becomes your god. And you have pushed the real god aside. So think about that. Next stanzas. The wine came first, just a single glass after dinner, so the nerves would pass. Proverbs 14.8 The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. That's what's happening right now. Getting this glass of wine, that is the first step going down. First month. Then a glass after lunch to mellow me out, and one after dinner without a doubt. Proverbs 14, 16. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. You listen to that? Cautious and avoid danger if we're wise. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Fools just go and do what they think they want to do. Second month. Breakfast didn't happen without a glass. Then for lunch and dinner, it came to pass. Proverbs 14.2 Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise Him. Third month. Then for each glass, each then for each meal, to get me through the day, I added a glass. After that, I was okay. Proverbs 14.3 Fools, proud talk, become a rod that beats them, but the words of the wise keep them safe. If we're wise, our words will keep us safe. But if we're a fool, our words will just destroy us. It will just beat us up. I ran out of money, so I hawked something. Do not remember what. Just the high it would bring. Something and bring. Yeah. Proverbs 14.9 Fools make fun of the guilt of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. If you're in this situation, this is what you need to do. You need to seek godly knowledge and repent of this and ask God to deliver you before it gets worse because it definitely will get worse if we allow it to. It will consume you. This alcohol will consume you. The drugs will consume you. Whatever it is that's addicting you will consume you if you don't let go of it and give it to God. Go to your pastor. You don't have a pastor? Go to a church that is preaching the Word of God the right way. My, um, my church is uh, the... Our, um, ours is uh, the Church of God. 
you find a church that's a church of God, that would be a good one. But go and seek help. You need it. You need to be delivered from this. If you go to AA, the Bible says, humble yourselves. This is uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. The first step in AA is to admit that we are powerless against whatever it is that we're against, that we, is against us. And that first verse, that first, that verse says, humble ourselves. When we humble ourselves, we're saying, God, I can't do it on my own. I need help. I need you. We have to pray. We have to call upon God and ask him to help us through this. Because it's going to get worse. It's going to get so much worse if we don't give it all to him. The second step in AA says to believe in a God, and I say that God, that's Jesus, because that's the easiest one to understand in the Bible. Jesus, our God, who died for us. Go call upon the name of Jesus. That's powerful. And ask him to forgive you of all your sin. All of this, all of this rebellion, all of this that you you're going through because you have left God out of it. You say, Well, I still go to church. So what? That's like going to a a, a room. But if you don't have any I any any desire to search for God, to love God, then all of those songs and all of those word and all of that, the word will stick in your heart and it will bring forth fruit unto repentance. That's good about being in the church because a word will do that. God's stirring that word up and he stirs it up until it brings forth fruit unto repentance. But we have to repent. We have to let go of it anything and everything that is holding us back from serving God, from loving Him. You need a love relationship. That's what we need. Love relationship. Not a have-to relationship, a love relationship. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Proverbs 14.9 I gave you that one. Fools make fun of guilt. But now it's time to acknowledge it. Acknowledge that guilt. It's a good thing to feel guilty. Because then you want to change. You want to, you want to go to God and give it all to Him. Let go of it. Give it to Him. And then you need accountability. You need to have a pastor. You need to have brothers and sisters uh, that you can go to that you know that it's not going to go somewhere else. And you can, you can have them be your accountability. Did you take a drink today? 
Were you doing this today? Were you doing that today? You need people to ask you those questions. And you'll be accountable. That's another way to help you. But you got to get it, give it all to God. 100% everything. Don't leave 1% out. Give it all to Him. It's the only way that you can live. It's the only way that you can survive what's happening in this world right now. Look at all the things that are happening. This person that's happening right now, they are in a position where they are just, they're becoming numb because of the, of the alcohol. But in this, I purposely didn't show what was going on with his family. His family was being destroyed by what he was doing. His family was being, as he was probably lost his wife by now and his kids. I don't know, depending on the circumstances. But here we are now, in the eighth month. Did you hear me? The eighth month. It's still going on. And what happens when we allow it to just keep going on? The wine was not working, so I tried beer to get me what I wanted and have no fear. It was just wine before, but now it's turned to beer because the wine just wasn't working for you. Has that happened to you? These are warning signs. God is warning us that this is not how he wants you to live. He wants you to give it all to him and let him have it all. Proverbs 20 and verse 1 in the NIV. Wine is a mocker. Beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. That beer is going to cause you to have fights, cause you to get into trouble. All these things happening. But now listen to the rest of it. One year. Two years, three years, the beer was not working. Whiskey seemed right to drown my sorrows so I can sleep at night. Proverbs 14, 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own way. The backslider in heart. See, this relationship, you used to know God. You used to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You used to know Him in a personal relationship. But something happened, and now you've allowed this God, you've allowed this alcohol to consume you because you kept saying no to God every time He came back and tried to get you to come to him you turned your shoulder you turned your back on him 
but he never turned his back on you. Even though we've gone through this, even though all these things have happened, he said he ha will never leave you nor forsake you. That's his promise that he said. He's going to be there blessing you if you're doing what he wants you to and he's going to be bugging you. He's going to be putting things in your your path to make you fall flat on your face. And it hurts. It hurts when you fall on your face. It hurts those around you. Think of somebody. There's a pond of water out there. Think of somebody who takes a big rock and just throws it up into the middle of the pond. What happens? There's a big splash. And then after that, there's ripple effect. But that big splash, what we do, the decisions that we make will affect our family, our, all those around us that love us and that we love are going to be affected, are, are affected by that splash, by our, our by our desire, by our decision to do this. And see what's happening now. It's been, what, four years that you've been into this thing. Four years. Three or four. Or it could be more. Your health is shot. You're wondering why your your liver is shot. You're wondering why all these things are happening to you. They're happening because you made that decision against God. But God still says in Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 22, it says, Return, you backsliding children. And I will heal your backsliding. That's what he wants to do. He wants to heal your backsliding. He wants to take you in your arm, in his arms, like the when the prodigal son came home and the father took him in his arms. And the prodigal son said, Father, just I've sinned against you and against heaven, and I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. Just let me be one of your hired servants. And the father said, he took him in his arms and he said to his servants, he said, bring the robe. That robe is a robe of righteousness. When we become clothed in Jesus' righteousness, what he has done for us, it only comes when we repent when we give it all to him. We can't just say, well, I'll just take this robe off whenever I want to. No, we got to give it all to him. We need his righteousness. We need his holiness. We need him. We need him in our lives. We need him to be the Lord of our lives. Look around you. Look at what's happening. The world is falling apart. All the decisions that are being made in our government, all the different the things that are being made in our schools, our kids are being taught wickedness. All of this. And what are we doing? 
Are we just passing, just saying, well, that's just something that happens? It'll fade? It's not going to fade until we start praying. And you, as a child of God, loving, you got to love God again. You got to get that relationship back with Him again. You got to give it all to Him. Don't hold anything back. Tell Him what's going on in your heart and your mind. Speak to Him, Lord. If you are in your house by yourself, then you just get down on your knees or you just sit on a chair or couch or whatever you got to do and you cry out to God. You cry out to Him from your heart and you tell Him everything. You tell Him everything that's happening in your life. Give it to Him. Give it all to Him. It's the only way you can live. Because this is what happens next if you don't. One week. I live my life in a drunken haze. So full of fears. Just passing my days. Proverbs 14.12 There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 16.25 There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm going to read you In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29 through 35, this is my last part of this. This is what I call a, a bar scene. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not upon look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth it his cup his his colour in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, and as he that lieth upon the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me, thou shalt say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. Like the dog returning to his own vomit. That's what you're doing when you seek it yet again. I want to finish with showing the good things about what God says. The prudent understand where they are going. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Those 
Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. The words of the wise keep them safe. The godly acknowledge their guilt and seek reconciliation. A good man shall be satisfied from himself. God has given us these promises that we can hold on to. Let's pray. Oh God, Lord, we come before you now. You love us so much. You love us. You love us so much. And you want us to come home. You want all of these to come home and to be with you again. To know you in a right relationship. To know you in righteousness and true holiness. Living their lives for you and not for themselves. Oh, Lord God, bring them home. Bring them to you. Stir up the word that is in their hearts, Lord. Let it bring forth fruit unto repentance and deliverance. Stir up the word in their hearts, Lord. Let it be a great craving, a great hunger and thirst for you and for your word. Don't let anything satisfy them but you and your word. Oh God, let your power and your glory be made known. Let them know, Lord, that you can, you can turn the situation around. You can save them. You can deliver them. You can set them free. Oh God, cause everyone within my hearing to call upon you, to give it all to you, to let go and put it all in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen.